In this episode of Tube Talk, I'm speaking with Jessica Stansberry about how entrepreneurs can get more from their business with video marketing. Let's do this. It's time for VidPow Tube Talk, everyone's favorite podcast for video marketing tips. Brought to you by VidPow. Welcome to Tube Talk, brought to you by VidPal.com. I'm Nick Nimmin, and today I'm talking with Jessica Stansberry. Jessica is a video marketing strategist that helps entrepreneurs grow their businesses with video. She's the founder of VidfluentialU.com, which is a members-only community dedicated to helping you fine-tune your marketing plan to include video as well as get you past the tech hurdles that often come with that. She also has her own YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Jessica Stansberry, where she also shares the how-to side of creating content. Welcome to Tube Talk, Jessica. How are you today? Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I am great. I'm cold. It's really cold here, but I'm great. Nice. What, what, what part of, the, uh, what part of the, the country are you in? So I am in the mountains of North Carolina. Like Ooh. if you're looking at a map and you see where North Carolina meets Virginia and Tennessee, I live right there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. definitely yeah, <laughs> definitely cold this time of year for sure. It is. It nice. is. We're in the weird part of the South. Like everybody thinks, oh, the South is warm, but not my part of the South. <laughs> so I have the accent, but I didn't get the warmth. So Yo, you know, you can't have it all. It's what they say, you know, so I guess I guess just be happy with the accent. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. We'll go with it. <laughs> so so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into the video marketing space in general? Sure. So I started my business in 2010 when I had my first son and it was basically like I really want to be at home with him. And at the time it was more of like a hobby business, but I started as a blog designer and was like just helping other moms who wanted to be bloggers essentially design their blog because I have a background in web design. And then that kind of morphed into like a web design business. I had that for like six years. Mm. And what happened was when Facebook groups started being like the thing, you know, and like everybody was in a Facebook group, people would say like, oh, I'm doing this thing on my WordPress site and I can't figure it out. And I would be able to like quickly either film them a quick video, like just like a screenshot video, or be able to something and help them very quickly. And I started getting people saying like, you're really good at helping with this tech stuff. Nice. Like that's normally really scary. So I transitioned into like a, I don't know, I called myself a techpreneur <laughs> because it just made the most sense. Like I helped people with the technical sides of running their business because email marketing and all of that is a tech system and it's hard for some people. Yeah. It's overwhelming um, really. You know, like, like if you don't have, if you don't have experience in that and you're trying to, to, to take the steps into understanding all of that stuff, especially if you're trying to do it all at one time, that's, I mean, that's a, that's an extremely overwhelming thing to, to take on. So that's an awesome service that you, uh, that you offered there. Yeah. And what happens is like, I remember being a beginning entrepreneur and being broke. Like I had quit my job to stay at home with my kid. Like I wasn't starting with like thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, to invest. And so what happened is I had to bootstrap and I had to figure things out for myself. So I became that person for those people, um, which was really great. And then I started growing on YouTube and I started really focusing on video and then people started asking me that kind of stuff. And it just was like a natural progression to go from WordPress help and tech stuff to still the tech stuff. But I focus more on the video end and the confidence and all of that stuff that we all talk about and getting people on YouTube and getting their businesses on YouTube. So 
it's been a natural progression, and that's kind of how it happened. Nice. So with helping people in this process, because you mainly uh, reach out um, and work primarily with entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. So in that process, what are some of the, the main hurdles that you typically find when you're working with entrepreneurs trying to get their, their video marketing campaigns together, trying to get their business on video? Sure. So the equipment would be a number one because people are like, well, I don't know how to use my phone to record. Do I use this camera or that camera, like the front camera or the back camera? Do I use my webcam? Do I use, you know, what do I buy? Like what kind of camera do I buy? So I get that a lot. But the second thing and probably the one that people are the most kind of scared to even talk about is the confidence, like being confident on camera because I work with a lot of females and a lot of people find me from my podcast that's like focused solely on women. That is a big struggle. They're like, well, yeah, but when I watch myself back, I'm like, critiquing everything about myself and I don't want to do that. And I'm like, but your videos are so good. You need to do it. So it's like this like big struggle of they don't want to be on camera, but they do. So sure. it's, it's hard to get over. Yeah. So, so with that podcast that you do, what is the, what is the name of that, of, of that podcast? Just, to, you know, just in case we have any listeners that want to, you know, that want to tune in and see what it is that, uh, that your podcast is about. Sure. It's called all up in your lady business. Nice. And we <laughs> have, we have lots of like female entrepreneurs on the show. And then we also just chat about entrepreneurial tips. We, we do have male listeners. They're few and far between, but we do have them because our tips are, you know, they're not just for women, but we do sometimes talk about like motherhood and that kind of stuff. Sure. So yeah, all up in your lady business.com. Yeah, that's cool. To find that. That's cool. So, um, so from your experience working with entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs that are wanting to use video as part of their marketing strategy, what are some tips that you can give me? Let's say five tips. What are five tips that you can give me um, for entrepreneurs that are wanting to use video to help them market their business? Okay, number one is get your booty on YouTube. <laughs> Great tip. Because, Great advice. Yeah, yeah. I co-signed that one for sure. Fantastic. Uh, fantastic yeah. advice. And I co-signed the booty part. <laughs> yes. Get your booty on YouTube. Because what happens is people don't realize, like I tell people all the time, there are two different avenues to go down with YouTube. And I'm going to go on a soapbox here. Oh, go for it. Go for there's, it. There's the avenue we're on, which is we want to grow on YouTube. We want more subscribers and more views and more comments and all of that stuff. But there's the other avenue that people can go on that is just helping them with SEO. So, and I'm sure everybody listening knows this, but I'll go into the rabbit hole just in case. Yeah, please do. When you, yeah, when you publish a blog post with certain keywords and you also publish a video on YouTube with certain keywords, you embed that video in your blog post, you link to the blog post in your video, you are basically giving Google like you just became Google's best friend because they're like, holy crap, like this has, this blog post has these keywords and they also have a video on YouTube, which we own. So we love that. And you are basically just like handing Google everything they need before I ever even started like focusing on YouTube as a growth platform. I was just putting up videos, could have cared less how they ranked on YouTube, but they were, they had the same keywords. They were being tagged appropriately and they were being embedded. And as soon as I did that, I was shooting to the top of the search engine results for a lot of really big keywords. Um, for instance, I was one of the first people, I guess, to put out a, um, 
a video on how to connect ConvertKit to lead pages before they integrated naturally. Oh, nice. And yeah, so I am the third search result still to this day, and that's been like a year and a half ago, uh, for that key term, ConvertKit and lead pages. Only third to the ConvertKit article and the lead pages article. So I get a ton of traffic just from that. And so get your get yourself on YouTube because you you don't have to be this like huge growth thing on YouTube. You can totally just use it as an SEO platform and to ramp up your SEO, but odds are you will catch the bug and you will want to like, oh, I want more subscribers. Oh, <laughs> right. it's, it starts with wanting those hundred so you can get your like custom URL. And then it's just kind of like, it's like a disease. You're like, oh, I want more. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And once you start getting that feedback, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. People are really liking my stuff. And, and like you were speaking about earlier, as far as, uh, you know, people trying to get that confidence, once you start crossing some of the thresholds, your confidence really starts uh, getting ramped up in terms of like, okay, yeah, maybe I can do this. Maybe people are responding uh, to, the, to the content that I'm putting out there. Absolutely. So number two, what's, uh, what, what's so the second tip that you have? So number two would be to invest in good lighting or get in front of a freaking window. <laughs> so I tell people all the time, like, you don't have to have the best equipment in the world. You don't have to have the, like, the top of the line 4K camera. Um, you don't have to have that. What you need is really good lighting and a decent camera because that can be all of the difference. Like if you, this is my webcam and I know those of you listening can't see what I'm talking about, but it's on YouTube. Um, but if I've got good lighting with my webcam, it's still way better than crappy lighting with my good camera, right? So invest in some good lighting or get in front of a window and make yourself be like lit up more than you could before. Yeah, fantastic tip. People really underestimate the the value of sitting by a window. You know, it sounds it sounds basic. You know, it's like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm making windows over in this corner of my office or something like that. But but just moving yourself closer to a window can add a huge amount of quality to your actual video itself. Fantastic tip there. So number three, what do you have for us for number three? So number three would be to upgrade as you go. So if, as far as equipment goes, because I see that that is one of the struggles that entrepreneurs have is like, I don't have all this equipment. I don't have the budget for the equipment. I tell people to upgrade as you go, like start with your phone, the iPhone six, what do I have? The iPhone eight plus has a really good camera. And especially if you're using the one, like the back facing, I don't know what you call that. The one on the back of the phone. Um, and it has a good camera. That's fine for now. And then in three months when you're like, you know what, this video thing is here to stay. I, you might want to upgrade to like a, a different camera. That's a little bit better and go on about the process, but we're all constantly upgrading our equipment as we go, yeah. no matter what level we're at in the video game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another part of that as well is, you know, if you, cause you know, part of your story is that you were starting out, you, you were bootstrapping the thing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in a situation like that and you're trying to, you know, get everything off of the ground, maybe just start with what it is that you have. And then from there, as you start generating income from the efforts that you're putting in your video marketing campaigns, you know, reinvest some of that money a little bit here, a little bit there into, mm -hmm. into new equipment as well. And even if it takes you a year to upgrade your stuff, Wait a year if you need to so that you can make sure that, you know, you're putting in your money in the right space. It's very important that you just invest as you go in gear instead of trying to get everything all at once. That's an that's a amazing, amazing tip. Thank you for that. What about, uh, what about number four? Number four for me would be to go live where your audience is at. 
So because we're not specifically focusing on YouTube, if your audience is on Facebook, if your audience is on YouTube, if your audience is on LinkedIn, can you go live on LinkedIn? I don't Maybe know. Maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> um, but if you're, wherever your audience is, go live and publish videos there because we don't have to be everywhere all at once. And my audience may not be on LinkedIn, but they may be on Facebook or your audience may be on Instagram, but not on Facebook, right? It depends on who we're targeting. So use your video, use video strategy wherever you are. It doesn't have to be YouTube. Now, as far as, as far as live is concerned, because I'm, I'm really big on live streaming. I absolutely yeah. love live streaming. So as far as live streaming is concerned, what is your reason for for having people go live? I get it, but for the user or for the for the listeners right now, what what are your reasons for for wanting people to make sure that they're going live on their platform of choice? Yeah, so there's a couple. One is that all the platforms right now are favoring it. So if you go live on Facebook, Facebook's going to be like, "Oh, let's show this video to more people than I would show a photo because that's what we want people to see or uh, LinkedIn is favoring video right now. I do know you can put video on LinkedIn. I just don't <laughs> think you can go live. But Instagram, they favor accounts that use Instagram stories, which is video. They favor accounts that use the live feature on Instagram. So all of these platforms want you to use video because, duh, video is where it's at. And so, number one, you're pleasing the platform. But number two, you are letting people get to know you on a deeper level. You're not rehearsed. There have been so many times that I have went live and I've had my microphone at my face like it is right now. And I talk with my hands and I have like flung my microphone off my desk. <laughs> um, and people just are like, I'm so glad to see you're a real person, yeah. you know, and you build a community that way because you show up as a real person and you're able to talk to the people who are there with you. Um, it's actually really funny. I did a live. I made my husband do a live with me. Like, I don't know. It's probably been six months ago. And he is like the le like he doesn't do anything on the computer. <laughs> so he's like, no, um, he's like a farm boy and doesn't do that kind of stuff. But for whatever reason, I made him do a live with me. And we had like tons of live watchers and then tons of replay watchers more than I would normally get. So note to self, bring husband on live. Videos. Right. Power but, tip. <laughs> yeah. Power tip. But also every time someone would come on, I would be like, Oh, that's so-and-so. And I would tell him who that person was and Oh, that's so-and-so she does this, or I met her here, or, you know, she's blah, blah, blah. And when I got done, there was one comment that just really stuck out to me. And I was like, yes, this is why I do that. This person was like, I have never been on a live stream where the person doing the live stream had hundreds of comments and they knew every person commenting. Yeah. And I was like, it's because I do it all the time. Yeah. And so I've gotten to know my audience and it's just a, it's just a big like community building exercise, if nothing else. Yeah. And in addition to that, you know, especially in a case where you're, where you're using video for the sake of your business, you know, like Jessica was saying, you know, it lets you know that, or it lets people connect with that human part of your business. And in addition to that, you know, you can also answer questions directly where they're not having to go through an email system or wait for a reply on, on a particular question that they might have about your product. And you can actually use live streams to directly generate sales or at least people get, or at least get people into your, uh, into your funnel as well. So that's, that's fantastic. And really the second part of your answer there, that was actually what I was looking for because, yeah. you know, for, for me, live streaming, it, it, that, that community aspect of that is, is really what makes it powerful because, um, there's something called parasocial interaction 
to where mm-hmm. basically it's that one-sided relationship that people get. And when you can go live, they get that relationship from watching videos. And when you can go live, then you're then you're kind of solidifying that, hey, this is actually, you know, kind of a, a, a real interaction that's taking place between us. It's not just you're watching my videos and leaving a comment. This is like a real interaction that we're having. And that's really powerful on our end, you know, as influencers. Yeah. And it's also really powerful um, on the end of the people that are that are participating in the community as well. So yeah, awesome. I absolutely love that. Uh, number number five. Okay, so with number five, I'm going to say to batch process and not make it overwhelming. So a lot of people, they're like, well, yeah, I want to get on video. That's great. And what you're saying is great because one of the things I talk about is like the whole content planning and content marketing with video. So I'll say like, you need to be blogging once a week and Part of that needs to be a video that goes on YouTube because of the reason I talked about a long time ago. And people get really overwhelmed really quickly. But I batch process everything. And actually, today is my batch processing day. So I will record 12 videos today. I I put videos up three times a week on YouTube. I will record 12 videos today and I will be done for the month. So that is, it's worth its weight in gold because you're not having to constantly be like, oh my gosh, I don't have a video up or, oh my goodness, I don't have, you know, this done or that done. So I batch process all of my pre-recorded videos to not make it overwhelming. And then in addition to that, I schedule out any kind of live videos that, like you say, go around my other content, promote anything, help me build my funnel. I just schedule everything and make sure that it happens. And that way it doesn't feel like I'm constantly in a rat race to like get the things done. Sure. Sure. And, and that's a really, that's a really strong tip as well because of the, you know, as you, as you start getting, you know, deeper and deeper into all of this stuff, the, the, the workload that comes along with it in the, in the mental stress or that mental anxiety of saying, okay, well, I got to make sure that I have a video up this Tuesday or, yeah. you know, or I might, you know, screw up my, my, you know, the algorithm or, or whatever, you know, I got to make sure that I, that I'm putting this stuff out on a regular basis. And you relieve some of that stress when you're, when you're batch processing. Excellent tips for entrepreneurs, Jessica. Thank you so much. So now let's talk about your YouTube channel. Cause you are an entrepreneur. So how are you specifically using YouTube to generate business, to generate leads for what it is that, that you are doing personally? Yeah. So like I said, in like the beginning of this interview, I'm a big believer in using it for SEO and that's how I started. So I would just put up videos to go alongside my blog post and then they would like, I would rank really high on Google. I didn't rank well on YouTube because I didn't, I wasn't focusing there. Um, but now I really focus in on giving away a lot of free information and people just naturally find me. It's really funny because, um, I went to a, an event called Video Labs Live. I think that was the name of it, but Tim Schmoyer hosted it. Um, that was in Jeremy Cincinnati, Best right? And, yeah, in okay. Cincinnati. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Vest and um, Daryl Eves also like taught us at the. It was a very like intimate thing, um, and I like I literally got off the plane, went to Cincinnati, and then got off the plane from Cincinnati and went to Disney World. Like I never Ooh. came home, so it was insane. But it was the it was a really good learning experience because up until that point with all of my videos, because I am an entrepreneur and because the whole goal with being an entrepreneur up, you know, everything I'd learned to that point, everything I believed to that point, and I still believe it to an extent was to grow my email list. So up until going to Cincinnati, every video at the end, I would say, Oh, and I have a freebie for you. Go to whatever.com and get my freebie. And it worked really well to build my email list, but I was ticking YouTube off because they don't want you to send people off all the time. 
So I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about YouTube specifically until I was taught that by Tim and Jeremy and Daryl. And so when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. And what's really funny is that I don't send people off the platform anymore. So my YouTube has grown a lot. Like I went, um, when I went to Cincinnati, which was the end of September, I had 1700 subscribers on YouTube and I'm almost at 5,000 in January, like January 3rd or whatever today. Nice. Those are so, big gains. Congratulations on, uh, yes. congratulate. You must've learned some, some ninja tips there. Cause that, I mean, ninja. that's a, that's a strong crew to be learning from. So yeah, you must've learned some great tips there. Yeah, I feel like I did. And I feel like I've implemented slowly. I probably could have grown faster if I would have implemented everything at once, but I also have a business to run. So sure. it's kind of hard to like do all the things. But one of the things was I stopped sending people away to my email list. What's happened is really funny because I'm not sending them anywhere. My link is in the description of every blog, of every video that I put up on YouTube. So there, it's there if they want to go but I'm not sending them away. I'm actually encouraging them to watch other videos and all the YouTube like things you're supposed to do. My website traffic has um, doubled since September. Nice. So yeah, which is insane. Cause I don't even send people. I never send people to my website. Now I send people to YouTube only. Um, well, that's not true. I'll probably send you to my website at the end of this podcast interview, but <laughs> <laughs> normally I don't like if somebody asks for a tutorial and it's one I've done, I send them to YouTube. So my website traffic has doubled, which is great. Then in addition to that, my email list has still grown at the same velocity it was before. So even though I'm not sending them straight away to get the thing, they're still going and getting things from me. Um, so that's kind of how I approach it now is I really want to make YouTube happy because I want to grow on YouTube, but I still focus in on growing the email list. So as soon as you get to my website, you know how to subscribe to me. As soon as you find me on Instagram, you know how to subscribe. And occasionally I'll still throw those videos in on YouTube too, if they make perfect sense. Nice. Now with your, with your YouTube channel, just for people that are listening or watching this, um, the actual information that you share on your YouTube channel, what are, mm -hmm. what are some of the actual topics that you're, that you're covering right now? Yeah, so I, because I started the YouTube channel before I fully transitioned to video, I have lots of things on there, especially if you go back into the old archives. Please don't, but some things are helpful. I just look funny. So <laughs> says the person, um, says the person giving confidence stuff, right? But you have it now, right? right? You have it now. Yeah, I hear you. I have it now. I just did this. <laughs> um, but what happens is I have this whole archive of tech tips. So I have WordPress tips and Trello tips. I'm a big fan of the system Trello and use it to like do all of my project management. And that is one of my most watched videos on my channel is like how to use Trello because people love it, but they don't understand it. So, um, I have a lot of tips like that, but then I also have like how to get your business on YouTube, what to do once you upload, um, how to use your DSLR better, how to get found on Google because you're using videos. So nice. all of the new content definitely has a video focus, but for instance, um, uh, on the day we're recording this, the video that went live on my YouTube channel today is all about how to use Haro or Haro, however you say that to get press opportunities, um, for your business. So it's, Everything entrepreneurs might need, with a slight focus to video. Nice. It sounds like a like it sounds like a like a toolkit 
essentially yeah. for entrepreneurs. So it's like you're you're over time you're you're sl- you're slowly putting together a, 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 a humongous value resource for entrepreneurs. Now, as far as sending traffic to your website, because you said your your traffic has doubled um, on your website. So as far as sending traffic there from your YouTube channel, you're only putting that in your description. But you have a lot of courses and things like that on your on your website that you're sending people to through your video description. Um, how powerful do you think that it is for the people that watch your videos to say, oh, yes, I want to learn from her and then go through and, and check out your website? How, how powerful so, do you think that is in terms of, of conversion? Oh, like – I, I couldn't trade it for anything else because, you know, if we talk about it in like the marketing geek speak, we have the know, like, and trust factor, right? Yeah. And people they have to know, like, and trust you before they'll purchase from you. And the quickest way besides meeting them in person to get them to know, like, and trust you is to watch your mannerisms and watch the way you speak on video because they're seeing like the fact that I talk with my hands or that. I cuss a little every once in a while, you know, like these things that make me more human to them. And I know I've said that once before, but like, that's such a big deal. It is. And it's powerful because, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll make videos and they'll say, you know, well, you know, I have to make sure that I'm acting this particular way or something like that. Or they are, you know, just going from the professional side of things. And they're really reserved in terms of letting people see who they actually are. But in reality, that's where the real magic happens. Would you agree with that? Oh, a hundred percent. And I also think it goes the other way. I think people will exaggerate too much of their personality, trying to be like someone else. And then it shoots them in the foot too, because now I, and it's really funny when I hear this, um, because I'm like, well, duh, but I will go to conferences and people will be like, Oh, you're just like you are on your videos or you just, (laughs) you're just like you are on your podcast. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's me. Like, I don't know how to be anything else. Right. So, but once they do that, they, they'll watch it and then they go to my site and they'll go down a funnel, hopefully, you know, somewhere along the way. And they'll be like, of course I want to learn from her. Like I already feel like I know her. I like her. Hopefully if they don't like me, they're not going to buy from me. That's fine. Sure. And then I trust her because she just gave me all of this free information. I am a huge believer in giving it all away for free and then people paying you for the premium content. Right. So like it's, I think it's like worth its weight in gold to, have that connection with my audience before I've even met them. Sure. Sure. Now, now as far as that traffic that does come from YouTube, what does your funnel look like? So I have several funnels. We've actually tried to like parse down and get them much more streamlined. So I don't have a hundred funnels, but up until I learned that I wasn't supposed to send people away on YouTube, I had a new freebie or at least mostly a new freebie for every single post I was putting out. Oh, wow. So, and yeah, and it was, it was excessive. Number one, number two, it, I have so many courses. I have like a DIY your website course and how to do convert kit, how to work Yoast, like all of these, like I have a Facebook ads course. So I had all of these different courses. So I would, you know, if that freebie made sense with this course, I would send them down a funnel for that course. So that was kind of how it was um, a couple months ago. Now everything's a little more streamlined. So I will, on my website, they can sign up for a free resource library. Like that's like that's where all of those funnels went to die, basically, or okay. all of those freebies went to die. Because I was like, I can't keep creating a new freebie with every post. That's insane. So it's all there. So if they read a blog post about um, like Haro, for instance, or Haro, they'll be prompted to subscribe for the free resources. So there they can get anything they want to. Then that um, piece, that freebie, 
funnels them into basically a course library where I say, hey, you can get any of these courses. Like here's the special offer, whatever. Nice. Um, then I have the other, I have, well, I have one other funnel, which is into Vidfluential U, which is my membership community. So what happens there is anytime I talk about YouTube or video, I the freebie in that blog post is a YouTube, getting your business on YouTube guide. So like that's what they sign up for. When they sign up for that, then they go down the funnel to get emails from me talking more about YouTube, talking more about video, the things I'm talking about today. Sure. And then I prompt them to sign up for Vidfluential U then there's an upsell to Vidfluential U. So that funnel is built out really well, and it works very well. Great information, Jessica. I, I really appreciate you coming on to uh, Tube Talk. You've, you've shared a ton of very valuable information here. Thank you so much for that. If, if people want to find out more about you, where do they go for that? So the best place to go is jessicastansberry.com. From there, you can get my free Facebook group, Rising Video Rockstars, or get into Vidfluential U, or my YouTube channel, or Instagram, or my podcast, whatever. You can find whatever you need to there. So just jessicastansberry.com. Fantastic. Thanks again for coming on to the show, Jessica. We really appreciate you having on. It's been awesome uh, talking to you and, and meeting you virtually here um, through the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, you can also get in touch with me at nicknimmon.com or you can find me at youtube.com slash nicknimmon. Thank you for tuning in to Tube Talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tube Talk. Want to help grow Tube Talk? Please share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Questions? Comments? Email them to us at tubetalk at vidpow.com. <laughs>